Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in San Francisco. Carol Master in Boston. And the news out of D.C., well, Bloomberg News is breaking a story just now that says President Trump will indeed announce a withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accord. Um, we're going to carry that announcement at the top of the hour, but uh, sources familiar with the matter uh, telling Bloomberg News that the president will indeed announce a withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accord uh, in his uh, address in a half an hour. We'll take people to the nation's capital uh, a little bit later on. First up, though, let's get back to your top business stories and a look at trading. Charlie Pellet. We are looking at records. Carol Master right now, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing. And again, we will have President Trump for you live coming up in 28 minutes from now right here on Bloomberg Radio. And also we'll have more on that headline that Corey just gave us from Nathan Hager coming up in just under 10 minutes. The president, though, top of the hour live here on Bloomberg Radio. Records today for U.S. equities. The dollar is strengthening. Treasury slipping as a spike in private hiring. Data bolsters optimism in the economy before tomorrow morning's jobs report. Crude oil uh, is now trading lower, down six cents, 48.25, a drop there of one tenth of one percent. Bank stocks, they are advancing. As for the outlook for the group, Gerard Cassidy is director of equity research at RBC Capital Markets. We were all anticipating that the second quarter of 17, those results were going to be below second quarter of 2016 because, as you recall, you had some very volatile markets with the Brexit vote at the end of June. But the market or the management teams did lower expectations further. I think that's now priced in. GM sales down. Ford had a gain. Memorial Day deal making and discounting shipments to rental car companies. Lending support to an industry running out of growth. Ford sales of cars and light trucks rose 2.3% in May. Deliveries to fleet customers carrying the company to a rare monthly victory over GM. S&P up 13 to 24.25. That's a gain of six-tenths of one percent. The Dow up 112, up five-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 37, up six-tenths of one percent. Gold is down a 560 the ounce to 12.69. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All Thank right, you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Whenever David Goulet joins us right now. He is the CEO of a company called Symphony, based uh, here in the Bay Area in Palo Alto, to be specific. Um, a really interesting uh, cloud-based messaging and and uh, collaboration company. What, what, uh, David, just as a point of reference, what does Symphony do that uh, wasn't done before? Hi. Uh, well, it is really securing the way people interact with each other um, in a way that in the previous instances of collaboration software, it wasn't possible. We are providing um, the end-to-end encryption technology to our customers' infrastructure where they own the data uh, by owning the encryption keys. And uh, by doing so, we protect their information uh, from any uh, potential attack. We also enable them uh, to be compliant with all the regulations under which they operate. So we protect on one hand the confidentiality and the privacy of the information. On the other hand, we help them uh, to be compliant with the different regulations under which they operate. What's different about what you're doing versus some other um, companies that are operating in the cloud and concerned with uh, protecting data as well? I think the biggest difference lies in the fact that who owns the encryption keys. 
You know, in the, in the traditional way, uh, the way people secure the information is through procedural elements. So they provide data protection, they provide firewalls, they provide perimeter security, but the data that's been exchanged remains in clear. So if somebody manages to go behind the firewall and get access to information, then everything is available for them to read and then consume and do whatever they want with it. In the case of uh, the way Symfony delivers it, even if somebody managed to get access to the information, well, they cannot process that unless they have the encryption key. So that's really where the difference lies. And, and we see more and more demand from many different information-based businesses, given all the cyber attacks that we see in the market, coming to Symfony and saying, look, you know, we need to find a way to secure our information. And the latest attack that has happened um, across uh, all the different PCs uh, really struck in this case. Um, it, it is interesting that the, the the type of attack has changed in terms of ransomware becoming a uh, a dominant form of, of hacking. Um, has the the delivery mechanism has that changed as well into more into more messaging and other things? It has. I mean, what what the hackers do they they do social engineering, right? They are they are trying to get. Um, you to click on a link, uh, which is going to go and install something um, that is going to exploit a known vulnerability in the operating system. So, so the, the best way to protect that is to create uh, a sandbox where there is no possibility for the sandbox um, to leak information to the operating system so that the hacker can take control of that, like it happened in the, in the I want to cry bug. So um, the attacks are, are getting more and more sophisticated, and, and they are using, um, you know, the human's curiosity uh, of uh, clicking on a link that a friend of them have sent, and then from them something, you know, gets installed into your operating system, and one day, uh, voila, it, uh, it goes out and, uh, and encrypts your data, for example, so you have to pay a ransom. And full disclosure, your backers include kind of a who's who of Wall Street. We're talking about, and forgive me if I get any of the names wrong, but I think Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, BNY Mellon, BlackRock, Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, Goldman Sachs, uh, as I said, um, a who's who. And this is to really create yeah. a system so that <clears throat> financial firms can communicate securely with one another. And, it's, and in essence, in full transparency, you would guys would be competing with, with us and, and Reuters, or Thompson Reuters. Well, you know, clearly the desire of, of building a secure infrastructure is, is at, the, at the heart of Symfony. And, and the, the way that actually we are helping these customers and their customers is finding a way to create a common platform. Uh, it's, imagine that you are, you are creating a highway and, and you want uh, this highway to carry different sorts of cars and, uh, and trucks and, and you want to put whatever payload you want. And, um, and so we are information neutral. Uh, we are even workflow neutral in that regard. So even though there is an overlap between what Bloomberg does in terms of messaging or what Reuters does in terms of messaging within their information terminals, we are not an information service provider. We carry data that our customers want to exchange with each other, whether the data is a message saying hi or it's a structured object about a particular transaction that they are working on. So um, the, it's the also interesting that you've got so many so many messaging now containing so many apps and so many so much development around that you see that particularly at Facebook and of course uh, in in Asian WeChat. Uh, do you expect you know that, that surely introduces a whole new type of a security risk? Absolutely. Um, so first of all, I think there is a natural trend to bring content uh, into a messaging platform. So what WeChat is doing or what Facebook is trying to emulate 
it's all about saying, look, you know, there is um, there's an action going on between between and among human beings, and you know, why don't we bring uh, transactional capabilities and content into this into this conversation, so that people are closer to the decision that they are about to make. So that natural trend is pulling applications uh, as part of the messaging platforms like WeChat, and obviously with that comes a risk. I think it, it becomes very, right. very important um, that the companies like WeChat, and in this case like Symfony, we create the right protection so, David, so that any yeah. application... Thanks. We're going to just jump. David Gurley, the CEO of Symfony. This is Bloomberg. With Nathan Hager right now, who is uh, looking at World and National News Headlines for 991 Studios in Washington, D.C. Well, you mentioned the red headline that just crossed moments ago, uh, Corey. Trump said to announce withdrawal from Paris Climate Accord. That is according right to a person familiar with the decision, which the president is expected to announce in uh, just about 20 minutes from the White House Rose Garden. Three o'clock Wall Street time. You will hear it live on Bloomberg Radio. Even if the president does confirm this, Bloomberg government legislative analyst Adam Taylor says leaving Paris will take a while. And uh, here's Adam now. Under the terms of the agreement, nobody can, no country can withdraw until the agreement's been in place for three years. And even then, if they, if the U.S. files its notice on day one, uh, where it's allowed to, it'll take one year from that date. In fact, he says the earliest the U.S. could effect a withdrawal would be the day after Election Day 2020. Adam's got a primer on the Paris climate deal. You can find it at BGov.com. One week from today, former FBI Director James Comey will appear on Capitol Hill before the Senate Intelligence Committee to testify about Russian election interference. Senators want to know more about the Comey memo says President Trump tried to get him to drop his investigation into Michael Flynn's Russia ties. Even though Trump likes to call these things uh, witch hunts, as you know, this is a Republican and Democrat committee coming together, subpoenaing people, bringing uh, out evidence and doing a very methodical probe, starting small, and now it's going to get a lot bigger with this Comey hearing. And Bloomberg News Senate reporter Stephen Dennis says they'd also like to hear at some point from President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.